Today's episode of the C-Smack Podcast is brought to you by Legs Are Feeling Good. It's my new mantra. It's my new catchphrase. It's a motto that I adopted. It went from a hashtag on my Instagram story to an ethos. It's catching on within the running community. It's getting so popular that I caught Colleen Quigley yelling it after her runner-up finish at the 5th Avenue Mile. Fellow friend of the pod, Ben Flanagan, has been using it on his Instagram story. So I've started selling some mugs. T-shirts are coming soon. Hoodies are coming soon. As you sip your morning coffee, when the going gets tough during the race, when you're kicking back after a long run, remind yourself, legs are feeling good. It's a mindset. Get your mug today. Smash the link in the description and use hashtag legs are feeling good in your Instagram story. Tag me. I'll repost it. It's a a movement. So uh, hop on the wave. Today's episode features a follow-up from April with recurring guest Nick Roche. Back when we spoke in Boston, he told us that it might sound crazy, but he wants an Olympic marathon trials qualifier, even if it might mean shaving nine minutes off his personal best. Uh, I also decided to bring on Scott Olberding, who is the Sidious Mag stats editor. Both these men will be running the Berlin Marathon on Sunday, and both will be representing the Jacuzzi Boys Athletic Club. They've got some big goals, so... I uh, called them up while they were in Berlin under some crappy Wi-Fi conditions just to see how they're approaching the big race. So uh, let's start the show. Uh, Your guys' Wi-Fi is ridiculous, but this is, uh, we'll make it work. All right, so we're live. On a special episode of the City Smack Podcast, uh, I'm in New York City, and we've got Nick Roche and Scott Oberding out in Berlin, getting ready to run the Berlin Marathon on Sunday, getting ready to race Elliot Kipchoge. Actually, these guys are just going to do their own thing, but you guys are out there with some pretty lofty goals, so I'll start off with a nice, easy question. How are the legs feeling? Uh, uh, I was directed from Suarez not to answer this question, but uh, I will say the like, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, here, so yeah. we're living yeah. large. We like to say we're blue collar, but uh, Scott knows someone with some normal tech. Yeah, techs, so. techs. Uh, and then my uh, writer manager Gene Max said also not to answer the question. <laughs> so I'll go with Scott's answer. I'll defer. I'll defer. You guys are so it's going to post pretty much tonight. Uh, you guys are lagging in and out. You guys are on, on some like really crummy Wi Fi situation, but we'll make it work. Um, so, since we last talked in April, Nick, you kind of were in the mindset that I can, I've been shaving off nine minutes off my personal best, 10 minutes off my personal best. It, it's happened every single time. Maybe it can happen again. What are you still feeling that way? Are you still, um, I guess, like optimistic that that can happen? Where, where are we at? Uh, I would say over the past, what is it? How many months is it? April to now, five ish months, four and a half months. I've kind of educated myself a little bit more on like the marathon as a race. I think if it goes well, maybe nine minutes could be there. There's a lot of variables that need to go my way or at least not go against me from like 16 to 22, 24. Uh, but I'd say, I think it's there. I think, I think it's there, but if not, you know, hopefully get it as close as I can. 
what's been i guess like the how have you been like educating yourself about this are you just like reading other books are you talking to other people who've run multiple marathons what's been the biggest help in kind of moving away from your like sophomore race to now i guess your your third yeah um i would say definitely uh just hanging out with scott moore and kind of picking his brain on his previous experiences and then also um you know getting coached by Elliot Heath, who I'm almost run a marathon and doesn't <laughs> intend to run one, but, you know, it's, um, has a great, uh, repertoire of athletes that he coaches now. A lot of them have great experiences with the marathon. So it's just been educating myself around people that have been there and kind of done that as they say. And, and I think it's, it's working out for the most part. Training's going well. So Scott, you, you only have run a handful of, less than really a handful of marathons. So it's like, where did you pick things up? Was it a surprise to you, like when maybe you heard what Nick said before and you were like, you know what, it's, that's kind of a bold way of approaching the marathon. And it's like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think Nick, when he ran his previous ones was still, you know, I, I would say doing like he was doing it for the right reasons, but like uh you know still wanted to have like um approach it from like a more like i want to have like a social life and i want to be able to do all this other cool stuff and you know i'm gonna run six days a week and you know which is completely fine and if that's uh kind of how you like want to run that's really great and they've had success off of that and then there's kind of like you know for most people and i think especially in marathons when you like sometimes can flip a switch in training more and it's, you can obviously still have fun with your friends. You can still, you know, drink beer. You can still like hang out, but there's kind of more of like a, a focus on discipline. And I think, especially in the marathon and uh, at least my experience watching athletes and then with myself, discipline can be really important and like pay off and like, you know, talking like the eight month, 12 month, two year, three year time span where you kind of stack up fitness and just, you can really, especially in the marathon, you can get just like, you can, you can just become a completely different runner, I think. Um, so, and that's kind of one thing that I think Nick's been incorporating more into his training and everyone who knows Nick knows he's a really fun guy and really social and approaches life and training with, you know, a certain zest, uh, which is great that he still has that, but I guess that's a long-winded way of answering your question. But yeah. Uh, so Scott, how's your own preparation been going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I, mean, I would still say it's good. Um, I kind of had a short build up to this one, uh, relatively short, just with like the amount of volume that my um, body could handle, uh, and. And recently I, I kind of had like caught this, I mean, I had a few workouts that were really, really great. I was excited about that and, and kind of maybe got myself into a bit of a hole with, with like every week was going better, way better than the last and every workout was going way better than the last. And I was excited to like pile on the training and pile on the mileage because I finally felt like I was in my groove. And I think I maybe overdid it slightly when I was traveling for work, um, kind of just trying to be like, you know, traveling to Asia, but I'm not going to miss mileage. I'm not going to miss workouts and kind of tweak my Achilles. Um, 
I'm still really positive about the race and excited about what I can do. It's, it's a little different entering it this way before I, the other ones I've come into the other marathons I've ran, it's, you know, training's gone pretty smoothly. And then like leading right up, it's like, all right, this is the final like payoff. Like I'm just going to go out there and run as hard as I can and crush it. And now it's like the, the variability of the outcome I think is higher and which doesn't mean it can't be a good race, but I think they're just a, more of like a gray zone of like, this could go really well. I could run a PR, um, you know, it could still be a really good race and I could run five minutes off my PR and it could still be a positive time. But uh, yeah, due to the Achilles, I'm just, I'm going to just go out there and just flow a little more than I usually do. I'm usually pretty like, you know, and now I'm just like, just going good and see what happens. So. Nick, I guess like what, what's your race plan entail when we spoke in April, the possibility of an Olympic trials qualifier was floated around. And so is there someone you're just going to stick with? Is there a plan to, you know, work together with other people? What's, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, so there's this guy that just had a race. His name's Ilya Kipchoge kind of playing the, He's going to sit on me and then hopefully, you know, really wear him down over the last six miles and uh, roll across the line. Uh, Nick recently learned what world record marathon pace is per mile and he like, yeah. broke his, uh, his pretzel at the... At it's the actually beginning. slower than my mile TV, so it's not that bad. I could do it for like a mile. Uh, I would say uh, in a serious uh, uh, answer about that race plan, I mean, it's still talking to Elliot um, and then kind of running cross-referencing it with Scott and a few other people that have, that have been coached by Elliot further. It seems to be something that they're confident in as well as um, yeah. I mean, get on the day, give up the best shot to go and try to run a trials qualifier and break 19, uh, but kind of breaking it up into three portions, like 10 miles, eight miles, and then eight miles um, and going out a little bit more conservative. Uh, so, I mean, you need to run five eighteens until you die at the end of the day, but how you do that, you need to average five eighteens. but how you, how you do that, um, in the past, I would have just gone out and run, you know, five seventeen, five eighteen until I collapse and that could happen at six, it could happen at 14. So probably got a little bit more conservative and, and be able to, to really ramp it up the last 10 to 12 miles fully, um, or, you know, just ramp it up the last eight miles if I feel good. Um, but at least not like go over that fine line where there's point of no return where like you can lose chunks of time in a mile or two by being kind of an idiot out there. Uh, and it, I kind of gets back to what I was saying about educating myself and kind of callousing myself over workouts, over talking to other people, um, all the way through to like living a little bit more, a little bit, still like to have a lot of fun, but a little bit more reserved lifestyle um so yeah i think the goal i mean the far far-fetched goals is still go out there and see if i can get a trials qualifier and at worst see how close i can get and take another stab later okay. from your first two marathons and this is like a same question to you scott what what has been like the hardest part that you've had to overcome that you really kind of have honed in on for this upcoming marathon 
uh, in terms of like, I need, I think if I get this right, that's where I can make up a chunk of time. Um, you mean like compared to the early ones, like maybe where I didn't execute in a yeah. way? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think one really, yeah, kind of like the approach Nick was talking about in terms of pacing yourself and like measuring energy. And I guess that's, I guess what I'm most forward looking, most looking forward to out there is like being able to actually know that I've run three before and, you know, hopefully you know, be in a spot where there's 15 miles left, 10 miles left, five miles left, and I'm able to actually um, like make decisions and like, okay, I'm doing something I've never done before, like running a certain pace or, you know, done before. I think that's one of the cool thing about the marathon is like you do all these workouts and get all this fitness and you kind of are like, yeah, I think I'm in really good shape and now it's just time to go. Like you just have to do it at some point. Like you, like sometimes I'll talk with Nick about this. We get our like long run workouts and we just be like, holy shit, this is so hard and like really long. And you're like, yeah, but this is slower than marathon pace. So if I'm like yeah. talking my shit and saying I'm going to run 225, I need to be able to run I need to be able to run like five thirties for a long time. So like, there's no like, Oh, I want to talk a big game and then go on these workouts and like just chill and feel yeah. really good all the time. I have to, you have to take these loops of faith. And, and so I guess, I guess on Sunday, that's what I'm focusing most on is you know, trusting myself and being able to decide what I can handle and, and then like, just, enjoy enjoy that enjoy racing i mean it's it's so much i've had one race where one of my marathons where you're like passing i was passing a lot of people in the last 10k and it's just awesome experience and it's a lot of fun so i want to be i'll do that again i've had one one marathon where i just was got passed by like the entire elite women's field in the last like 5k and like just getting rolled on just sucks. And you're like trying so hard, like you're taking walk breaks and you're just like, God, this is the worst. Like, why, how did I blow this? And then, but that's just, that's just how it goes. So. What about you, Nick? Uh, yeah, I think it's very similar to um, what Scott said. It's, it's just having uh, these, like some of these Sunday long runs or Saturdays, usually Sundays, they're like, we've done in the build you know even for scott having a short build like he still got in like three of those sessions and it's pretty crazy at least in that day like that thursday you get the workout and you're like there's no way in hell i'm gonna do this and then you just kind of like elliot's like all right well uh time to you know just go to a really deep spot for a really long time and figure it out and then like you do it and then you're fine and then you're like wow all right over the hill and then, like two weeks later you get something that's longer and faster and you're just like what the hell like how am I supposed to do this and I think it's it's obviously everything's for a reason but like it, it's really shown through in, the, in these training because like this block we've done is that like each long one there's like extremely purposeful in building in my opinion more mentally than physically like yeah, you know, we want to go run 518 to 520 and 530 for as long as we can. But like on race day, you're always going to feel a little bit better for the most part. So you're going to be able to get through a little bit more. But I would say, yeah, it's just been building up uh, like the mental state for the last, you know, 10, 15K, hopefully, and to like be there 
and kind of get after it a little bit. If anyone who follows you on Instagram has seen you, uh, on your Instagram stories, you post these headspace quotes all the time. How much has that been beneficial, I guess, to you in terms of just picking up tips here and there where you can probably end up, you'll end up self-talking your, your way through some of those really rough patches? Yeah, I I would say that it's, I picked up like a couple different ideas from it um, that I know that like Scott kind of living in like not shying away like some form of suffering because then you're kind of avoiding you are avoiding that and you're kind of at least mentally to do that so I'm kind of I'm going to try to do that at some point like when I care to just kind of take it head on and shake that out I mean whether it takes eight miles to shake out is fine but hopefully push it out of the system mentally sooner than later. I think that's the biggest thing that I've gained from it is being able to approach like pushing myself really hard for a really long time. Um, you could out there, you said something long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really isn't like showing how we embody the blue collar lifestyle with this absolute shit Wi-Fi we have. <laughs> um, we're not in the elite man's hotel for whatever reason, I don't know how we didn't get the invite to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, suffering, I mean, it just helps me like these, like that headspace session that I did for like 25 straight days and then did another one for 15 is like, it just helped me get to like realize when it gets really shitty, you need to like face the pain or suffering or whatever it is, like that negative mindset dead on instead of shying away from it because it's still going to be there at the end of the day. Like that's where you are in the moment. Like there's nothing you can really do about it. If you slow down, like anyone knows, like you, you do a hard track session and then you slow down on the rest and you're like still tired on the rest. Like it still sucks. So you're not going to get, it's not going to get any better by, by slowing down necessarily. So you might as well just uh, like face it dead on and do the best you can. That's all you can ask. Did you, do you guys have any sort of bets between the two of you that you're, you guys are going to try and settle? Yeah. Uh, if I beat Kipchoge, Scott has to shave his head. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that doesn't count. Um, dropouts. What? Oh, God, yeah. for, God forbid. I don't. Hopefully, Kipchoge has a great day. Uh, yeah, I, I actually am undefeated against Kip saying though, so there might be a bet Sunday morning about that. And well, I so not that anyone's counting here, but I do have the club record in the marathon, and yeah, uh, Nick will definitely decimate that on Sunday. <laughs> so it's just a matter of we'll see. how far low the bar goes. What is the club I record? To, I need, uh, it's mine from CIM. It's two twenty six forty seven. Yeah, um, Nick thinks uh, CIM's short, though. So Yeah, CIM's actually 25 and a half miles, anyone listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> so, oh, Scott, have you, how do you, how do you approach Berlin, knowing you have kind of like this injury, but at the same time, thinking down the road, there could be a backup plan in double dipping with a CIM? Yeah, I mean... For now, I'm I'm definitely just kind of like thinking like, uh, 
you know, focusing on Berlin and focusing on the race. And then, you know, with the potential of like, and I kind of came into that being like, Hey, my blocks, my training blocks been short, shorter, like uh, a little under, uh, a little under like, it was maybe like basically like eight weeks or nine weeks. Um, and was you know, like thinking like, okay, I'm not like and a big part of like, um, my coach's like approach to after running a marathon is like taking a mental break and just unplugging from like training and I'm having that little like little added little bit of stress in your life and I was obviously there's a physical stress that you need to recover from but I was thinking like I'm still like chomping at the bit here and I think after Berlin I'll even still be just like hungry for more um training and and focusing on running so I was kind of like throwing the idea around of hey I might if you know if the body comes off Berlin healthy, then maybe trying to do like CIM or Houston, uh, Houston marathon. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I would love to come off the marathon healthy. And I guess that's also like playing into that. I am was when I got a little banged up a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, don't like, you need to make it to the start line and you need to be like able to come off this marathon healthy ish. And so don't like do something super stupid and like rupture your Achilles in training, like trying to just like make up for like the lost week or two. So just like chilling out, you know, taking, taking each day as it comes. And that's, you know, kind of rolling that into the marathon too. Of like, just go out, start running. If you feel great at halfway, there's no reason you can't start running like five thirties, you know, so, or whatever, whatever the math works out to you, but like still having a great day. So that's kind of like with the injury, like, and you're always like, this one's not going to be perfect, but maybe the next one's going to be the perfect marathon. And, but like also, you know, realizing like, this is still a great experience. And I'm still learning a lot about myself and, and running and, you know, the, the, my friends I train with. So that's, you know, kind of taking it as it is. So versus being like, oh, damn, this isn't like, this isn't ending up just how I had, had it drawn up. So just for kind of respecting that. Yeah. So like with the front of the race, like everyone's talking about the world record and whether it's going to go down and some people are saying like, oh, the temperature, it's like just a little bit too high for it to be perfect. When you guys look at the temperature, you guys are probably just thinking like, this is great. I'll take this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I ran a grandma's marathon one year and it was hot and humid and it just like you step outside at like five in the morning to go on the bus and you're like, well, <laughs> day is in my day like to run a PR because it's freaking hot um yeah I mean it's it is crazy thinking about like I mean I even heard people talking about what the world record with Kipchoge they were like like you need just like how many pacers on the planet that can take you through further than halfway you know and then you almost even need like one other person to go to like at least 20 miles with you to like challenge you for it you know like the odds of you like pacing yourself the last like eight or 10 miles to a world record that just seems really hard i don't i mean maybe gift show you can do it but like you need someone that's like pushing you and then they're just gonna have to blow up at like mile 22 and then you kick it in but like yeah um no other hey if it looks like it is now it'll be it'll be perfect so what's the hardest workout you guys have done in the lead up to this <laughs> Unless you did the, the long run. The long run I felt pretty good at. The track I wanted to die. 
Was that the, the twelve hundreds? That was pretty. Yeah, but that was because we were idiots about it. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was like two was of like, them. It was two like different ones. Four p.m. and like, and we're, we live in Portland, so we're soft with the heat. But nah, it was hot. It was, it was like a like, hundred degrees. It was like ninety-five. Okay. And but it was two hundred percent humidity. But like, uh, I was really excited because it was a Friday, I think. Yeah. And I got off work early, so we're like, let's go to the track at like we can meet at the track at three thirty or four. Cause I don't have to work till five thirty or six, and and we met there, and our coach actually came like halfway through the workout. And he was like, "Why are you guys running right now? It's really hot." And we're like, "I don't know. We just we just came over and started running." So it was, well, it was twelve hundreds, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the best part about it was we track drove there, and was it twelve by ten by twelve hundred? And we went to the track. We were texting our coach about yeah, ten by twelve hundred. We were texting our coach about it and about the workout. And he gave us like final instructions. I like put my phone in Nick's glove box. Like two minutes after I did that, he texted me and was like, "Start the sets eight seconds slower per rep." And then we didn't see it, <laughs> so we're out there just thrashing ourselves. And then he, yeah. he gets there. And he's like, you "Guys are doing pretty good. How do you feel?" And we were right through our teeth. We're like. Feeling great, feel pretty good. I don't know, but I like through number four. I was like, I don't, I just don't think I'm doing this today. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna be able to finish. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one was real. I remember in that, like, one point, because like I was going and Scott was going, and then at, like halfway through it, it was like, all right, Nick, you're like, you're kind of like crushing yourself a little too hard in the front, and like, I think it wasn't at nowhere close to as bad for Scott. But he was like, all right, Scott, you also, you don't quite look like shit like Nick, but you you look pretty bad. So he's like, all right, we're going to swap it. And Nick, you'll go chase Scott. And then Scott, you'll chase Nick the second half. And it worked out a lot better. And that was the moment where I was like, all right, this Elliot guy might be kind of smart. Yeah. <laughs> just been idiots out there. I was like, all right, let's just rip this till we die. Uh, yeah, so yeah. what was the fastest split you were at? Three, uh, uh, 30? No. Uh, 336 was the fastest split yeah. for the 1200s. People want times. The, te- oh. the teens de- demand times oh, for yeah. workouts. Yeah, it was like, uh, all right, 10 by 1200 with 90 seconds to rest. Um, and the first set, it was like first five as a set, and the second five, you're supposed to progress, and the first was. 344, 345, and then the second one was 342, and then 336 on the last one. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're gonna save saw any on the big long runs, but I like the long runs. They're, yeah, they're easier for me. Yeah, I I just think they're just like pretty crappy. I don't know. There's a couple just like really hard ones where you're just like, all right, this isn't gonna work out. But. Just like ads or something, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, that's no big deal. Like two hours." And you're like, "No, this is. I don't want to do this." Uh, Chavez, can you can you answer if you think the world record is going to go down? Yeah, I yeah, I I'm gonna say yes because I don't want it. Uh, I, I'll sell out. Take <laughs> that hoodie off. Sell out. Yeah, two seconds. That's it. All right. Uh, okay. What do you say? I'm gonna. Say, I'm gonna say no. What's the? Because I don't think he's factor? gonna. I don't. I 
so actually we that we were on the flight over from Amsterdam to Berlin with the, like the lead pacer was there uh Sammy Kit Kitwara just like, a 58 minute and a half marathon guy um but I just don't think like what Scott said I hope he does I think he's good enough to break it but I just I don't think that there's going to be people around him till late like unless, unless Wilson can do what he did in New York with Kim Orwar I thought that that was pretty crazy like what he did when he came back after dropping out in Berlin last year um if he can hang out until like 21 22 I think I think it goes by like 45 seconds but if nobody's there from 20 on he's an incredible runner and athlete but at some point you need a little bit of help <laughs> uh here's also yeah, another question biggest fan boy yeah he's for sure breaking the record but uh <laughs> <laughs> um dingus i'll go i'll go 202.28 just for fun uh but i think um i mean if, it, if it's a little warm these guys don't care they africa they're they're really fine in the heat as long as it's not like 90 degrees uh but he still went through london at 61 right on the nose and that was like 80 degrees i was we were talking about that at dinner they went yeah they and so i'm curious how like how does that as a pace group how do you let that happen <laughs> like there's no way they act 61 flat right might have it, it did mo might have been 61 baby let's do it oh toasty they went through in like the first mile in like 434 or something like that there's just like who's in charge here i'm planning to go through in 61 <laughs> die a horrible death <laughs> 17 minute positive split but hey whatever gets it done baby <laughs> What was your I don't remember. Uh, any, are there any, any notable Americans in the race? It's you guys. Us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. We were in a Brent, Brendan Martin today, 215 guy. Yeah, no biggie. Runs for Nyack. Yeah, good, good, good folk. Nyack. Right, so here's a question. Final question I got for you guys. It's kind of, what do you, what do you hope people, like the common folk, can take away from seeing you guys chase these big goals and kind of like putting in the work and then just seeing like where the cards fall. Like what do you hope people can take away? Like I like the, what people like about us at, at Sidious is just kind of like the, by the common runner for the common runner approach. And it's like, it doesn't get any more common runner than, than you guys. Yeah. I mean, I, one thing I like a lot about our training group and a lot of the my friends that I run with is they take it, take training really seriously. And it's kind of like their, their main thing outside of if you know if they have a job, um, it's their main, it's their main grind. Uh, but just, I guess it's just like, you know, my accounting jobs, not to like, just you, when you, you like spend your free time watching TV and like just like drinking beer, turn it into like just this. Like, I don't know, people like, like when people, when people are younger, they have like so much more enthusiasm and like a lot of character. And I think sometimes like the grind of like working a job can, can like grind that out of you. And so, I, you know, I think it's cool when people, if even if it's not running, just have like something they're super passionate about and excited about putting a lot of work into and can like make it their thing and and like 
for with the jacuzzi boys it's all been about like community and like making new friends and um doing things that you didn't think you can do and through also like your teammates pushing you so that's kind of like you know and having nick coming in in the marathon now is like definitely pushing me and getting me excited you know more about about racing marathons and and so that's a long-winded answer but um i don't know that's i i doubt i'm like quote unquote inspiring many people out there but it's like it's always good to see what other people are doing and like think see think outside the box a little bit maybe i don't know uh yeah i i would say that mine is like a horrible answer chris for you because it's gonna like the all the readers are gonna be really or listeners are gonna be like just really let down uh if i just share anything it, it would just be that honestly it's it's not that hard like and i mean that best way like if you surround yourself with with the right influences to some extent, like not even incredible influences, but just like people that help push you, like what's I was talking about. That's not the hardest thing to make. That's really easy. All right, boom. Uh, you wake up and run hard, like you meet up on the weekends, and, like you find yourself a group that you train with. Like it's not that hard and it doesn't take that much of a commitment. And then you get into a habit and you build that habit. And then all of a sudden here you are four months later and you're really fit, you're going to be like us on Sunday. I like that. That was a good answer. (laughs) It's great because you're on a delay, so we can, like, see you registering what I said after I said it, and then just be like, what the hell? What did he just say? (laughs) It's like that. Everything until the last part. I think people who have come on this podcast and been like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this just to show how easy it is. Are you and Jason Suarez? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I would say we're actually the same person. (laughs) I'm actually at not afraid to fail. Is he in town? Yeah, he gets into town tomorrow. Jason Suarez, if you're listening to this, slide into the DMs. Suarez, if you made it to the end. uh, All right. I'll buy you some. We'll buy some spetzel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll let you go. Right, go get some rest. Go out there. Run fast on Sunday. Um, you know what's going to be the best part is, well, I'm going to just announce that we dropped the podcast, and people are going to think it's the Elliot Kipchoge interview, which is being held hostage until we hit 500 five-star reviews, and instead it's going to be you two. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. We are going to break two. This is better. Someone's going to run 202. We're going to break two. So I'm going to see two hours on my watch at the point, some point in the race. And I'm just going to be like, oh, well, uh, they're about done. And I'm still <laughs> in the house here. <laughs> well, see, yeah. the best part is I had, I had like Twitter notifications on my watch. So. Oh, yeah. I was able to get updates as to what was going on ahead of me. And I played like a little mental race. It's like, all right, get to the halfway point before Elliot gets there. Or like, get to this point before Elliot. Before he gets to the halfway point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get there before he does. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, Chris. Well, we'll let you uh, get back to work so your manager stop looking at you through the windows. We can tell. All right, I'll let you guys go. Good luck out there. Thank you, man. Talk Deuces. To you later.